listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Batman Universe Commentaries Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be doing a commentary for the first movie in the Batman Unlimited series, Animal Instincts. My name is Tim and joining me on this episode is Josh Paul. Josh, welcome. What's up? Not much, man. How are you doing? It's been so long since we've spoken. <laughs> so I know, really, a whole two weeks since our last uh, Bat Fans episode where you and me <laughs> went on and on and on about Endgame, Batman Earth 1, but now we're here to talk some Animal Instincts, a more lighter tone Batman series, or movie, I should say. Why, yes, sir. Yeah, so I guess before we get started, I mean, any opening thoughts you want to go ahead and share as far as, like, your expectations for the movie before you saw it? Well, I mean, obviously, it, it made me think of that last, that whenever I saw the the, uh, the previous word, it made me think of that last episode of uh, Braving the Bold. Mm. Where Bat might put him in like all the different yeah. suits and whatnot. Oh, it's so good. And, episode. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh my god, we're finally gonna get like an explanation for all of these silly suits that he has. <laughs> so like, uh, and I mean, as we go along, I will you know punch the air as we see what happens. So uh, stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it should be should be a fun one because this one. I know when it was first announced, we knew it was kind of aimed for younger audiences, so... Well, yeah, because it was based on a toy line. Exactly, and yeah, so... My we saw the toys were... in Targets and Walmarts and... <laughs> exactly, so, yeah, my expectations were, oh, well, it's probably going to have some cool action stuff, and we'll see how it is, but I'm not going to have, like, super high expectations, thinking, oh, this is going to be the next Maskell of Phantasm or anything, but... Right, right, right. Yeah, but overall, it was still an enjoyable, fun movie, so, yeah. Like I, I said, thought it was, I thought it was, you know, very well-written... There was some very, you know, wink, wink type moments, mm-hmm. and uh, the 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 only, I mean, it, the the plot that the penguin had was kind of strange, and I, I wasn't expecting so many characters. Yeah, but I mean, we'll go, we'll we'll speak about that as it goes along. Yeah, so might as well just get into it right now. So for those of you yes. listening. Grab your disc, your Blu-ray, or your digital copy, your popcorn, sit back, relax, and let's watch Batman Unlimited Animal Instinct. So I'll give the countdown in three, two, one, play. Of course, we got to start with the WWE animation. Yeah, that's the old school animation logo. <laughs> I've, I've seen that logo a lot. I don't know if you listened to the last commentary. But my grandfather used to uh, work for Warner Brothers in Hanna Barbera, and he worked on the Super Friends and like the Cosby Kids oh, and, so cool. and stuff like that. So it, it's cool to have that in my heritage. It's cool to know that my my grandfather drew some of the backgrounds of like the Super Friends. You know? Yeah, that's awesome to have. Man, <laughs> you have a little bragging rights there. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say this is going to be a little strange for those who listen to the Bat Fans podcast for me to do a commentary that lasts longer than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, all what really, but what's really strange is like usually, you know, all of the writing on the walls in Gotham is like strip club, strip club, strip yeah. club. <laughs> but we can't really understand it except obviously here's some like stock market type stuff and whatnot. Now, don't did you get a little Batman Beyond feel with how the city looks? Yeah, the way that the city looks definitely Batman Beyond. But isn't it strange that like the Penguin is like a high society type? Like what? Like I thought he was always like the guy that was always trying to get to the top. Yeah, and... you're right. I actually thought that was kind of different and kind of cool because, like you said, we always see him trying to make it there. But to right. actually see him up there now in like the high society that he always craves, it was that was pretty cool. Right, and obviously in this one he's obviously he's opening an aviary, which is very reminiscent of like the Batman type stuff mm. instead of instead of like the iceberg lounge because this is for kids again. Yeah, <laughs> wearing a very Batman Beyond like suit here, and obviously it was just for the glider. I think I couldn't tell if there was any other like reason that he had this suit on. I'll be honest, though, I don't care what the reason is. I actually think that suit is pretty darn cool. Yeah, it reminds me very much of, like, the Earth 2 and, like, Flashpoint Batman suits, too. Yeah, but like kind of like you said, I got the Batman Beyond vibe, which kind of make me yeah, feel Yeah, definitely. Like... I just feel <laughs> good with the backgrounds, too. I love Alfred. Like, which suit should Bruce Wayne wear? This is what keeps me up at night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Even his tech is a little bit like the Batman Beyond suit that we saw in the series too. Yeah, there's a lot of tech in this in this in this installment. Like, and it's really cool tech too. Like, I dig it. Like, it's not. It, it, you can tell that it was definitely stuff that was planned for. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why these cops are in these like weird suits, but. <laughs> I actually like their designs, too. I mean, <laughs> I think they're actually a little better than the Batman Beyond police officer design. That was one thing I really wasn't a fan of, of how the cops looked in Batman Beyond with those white yeah. uniforms with their heads have, like, a little that Cyclops. <laughs> right, right, right. But it doesn't say much for them if they can't, like, you know, handle one robotic dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, once again, Gotham police, you know, under... Uh, under, uh, you know, under, I don't know what the word is, uh, under geared, I guess. <laughs> I think Batman would lend him a little bit of his technology that he has to help out, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he's got to keep it all for himself. <laughs> this dog thing, so strange. Like, it's, it seems like as they go along with these dog things, like, they can just do a whole lot of things that, like, they weren't be able to do before. But that's just something I kind of caught on to. <laughs> like, my question was, like, did he see, oh, like, oh, crap, that was, it's, it's Batman, I better go? Or... <laughs> Like <laughs> the dog's long grappling tongue. <laughs> yeah. 
people like the gold. Well, like I said, like it's like he saw Batman and like he, his tongue like went through the roof and brought him. Yeah. <laughs> that reminded me a little bit. Uh, I'm blanking on the name, but um, Transformers uh, Soundwave. He had those like he had the bird. I think it was laser beak. And then he had I don't know if it was a dog or it was like like a leopard or something. But it reminded yeah. me of that. And I, I know I said it just a few minutes ago, but that outfit is really cool. I really like it. I, mean, I wouldn't mind if he had that whole costume for the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, it would definitely be a good choice. I, I love that everybody's like, oh, wow, it's Batman. Like, they've never seen him before. Like, well, you're kind of... Go ahead. I was just going to say, usually he gets, like, when there's people around, he gets out of there pretty darn quick. Like, he lingered there for a little bit, and it's like kind of their probably first moment of them like getting a good look at Batman for right. just a few seconds. And we have Will Friedle as Nightwing, which was awesome. Yeah. But I got to say, even when I saw like the initial pictures and like character designs for it, I was not a big fan of Nightwing's design. And I got to say, I, I'm still not a big fan of it. seeing the movie. There's uh. something about his hair. To me, it's like too Conan O'Brien-ish or something. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Will does a great job voicing Nightwing. Of course, we all know him as Terry from Batman Beyond. So yeah, he doesn't do too much to like make his voice sound that different at all from Terry. But it still fits Nightwing. This great persona, so like, it works. I don't think he really can. Like he can only do like zany, like Boy Meets World zany, or he was on that Kim Possible show where he was kind of zany, or he's Batman. You know, like he doesn't really have too much of a range when it comes to voice acting. I don't think. I will say he did a good job. I mean, you can still kind of tell it was him, but as Blue Beetle and Brave and the Bold. Well, yeah, that's that zany that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, he makes it, it like he's good at making his voice sound younger too. Right. In that kind of role, it's a pretty cool fight sequence too. I mean, Cheetah's. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I was expecting I Catwoman too, but it's definitely Cheetah. Yeah. She has a cool design too. I mean. Oh, it's it's classic cheetah for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, mean, I like it when she's kind of like the cheetah, where she's like half cheetah, half human, instead yeah. of a human with a cheetah costume on. <laughs> and that now we get Croc, and I'm like, he has a metal jaw. Like I've never seen that before. Yeah. <laughs> now, what Croc design do you like better? Them like when he's more a reptile, like he is here, or kind of where it's just like he has scaly skin, but he still kind of looks like a human. You know, I like the old like Nightfall Croc. You know, the the Nightfall uh, No Man's Land Croc, where he was kind of human-ish. He didn't really have like that reptilist face where like the crocodile mouth came out. You know? Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And uh, I mean, I I don't mind what they're doing with him in Suicide Squad. It kind of reminds me of the Croc from um, Joker. Uh, from Joker, definitely a little bit of Joker, and also a little bit of Azarello's first run on Batman right after Rush, where like Croc was a pimp. Okay, uh, Broken it, City. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure if it was called Broken City. It might, it might have been. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was Broken City.
Yeah. As I'm watching this right now, when I see that, I just see like a lizard monster. I, I think of Crockett. I was first introduced to Crockett through the animated series. Yeah. And I mean, that was like the design I always like. And like you said, even in Nightfall, it was cool to see him more of the human style instead of full-round reptilian. Like, like, this. like this design kind of, oh, obviously we have the Flash come in, which that was weird. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> But if I could just comment on Croc one more time, it kind of reminds I don't even know if you remember, you know, after the Godzilla movie, they had a Godzilla cartoon. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of, like, that Godzilla. <laughs> I never watched that cartoon, but just knowing the design of that Godzilla, yeah, like, yeah I can see what you mean. And I love seeing know, the rivalry that Flash and Nightwing had in this movie. It was fun. Yeah, but, you know, I thought the Flash would get a little bit more respect, you know? But obviously, the Flash is always like you know there for comic comic relief, and he kind of gets you know the brunt of the jokes a lot. But like Nightwing is Nightwing, and you know Flash is a Justice League member, so like give the man his due. <laughs> the one thing I was thinking of was I'm not sure if they actually say it's Barry in this movie. Maybe they do, but if they don't, maybe it was Wally West. And knowing how Dick and Wally had a history as part yeah. of the Teen Titans, so yeah, there could be something where. He's now Flash, a part of the Justice League, and Dick's still yeah. not part of the Justice League, and these maybe have that more built onto that rivalry that they had. Yeah, I don't remember them actually making a reference to who he was. I like I like his costume, like he kind of, the the eye gear, like it's kind of uh, like Johnny Quick, and like it reminds me of the Earth Two. Um, Flash that they have now, it's more of like a helmet with with eye gear too. Mm. So they're definitely doing some like amalgamations of like all these different costumes. Totally, yeah. I'm. It's not my favorite of the Flash designs, but it's like it's not yeah. horrible either. Where it's like taking no. it away or anything, kind of like no. not like Nightwing's hair is doing to me. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, I thought this was Grodd. Same here. Yep. <laughs> I was not expecting Silverback. Yep. I mean, come on, when you think talking gorilla in the DC universe, who else are you going to think right. of besides Crocodile? Well, I mean, obviously, Ultra Humanite, if you go by, yeah. like, like, I mean, not by, like, what they've done to him in the New 52 now, but, like, it, in the other, like, Justice League Unlimited type stuff. Mm-hmm. And we get Ollie. Now, do you think it's a coincidence that the two members of the Justice League that are in this movie are Green Arrow and Flash, who just happen to have their own TV shows on the air right now? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't say that, you know, I, I wish I could have been a fly in that in the room when they were trying to plot this out. <laughs> you know? I mean, I could just imagine them going, okay, we need some DC character or other Justice League members in here, but we don't want it to be, you know, the standard Superman, Wonder Woman, and Batman team up movie. Who else can we use? Okay, but the, but there's a point at the end where I think one of them should have showed up, and I will get to it when I'm in Okay. I also like uh, Silverback's Dragon Ball Z scouter that he uses right there. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, this suit, it's just like a hang glider suit, I, th- I think, like. That's all I can really think of it mm-hmm. for. So do you like 
Nightwing as far as his costume? Because this one's going more than New 52 where his logo is red besides from the blue. And I'm an old school Nightwing guy, so I like the blue symbol and coloring that he had. What do you think about them using the red one here? You know, I'm to the point with it. Like when I first saw the New 52 one, I was like, that's the Batman and Robin suit. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was upset and... You know, I've gotten past like that that look. Uh, I do like the old Nightwing look, and I was really I thought it was really cool when uh, Harper Rowe was kind of sporting it. But it turns yeah. out she's, turns out she's you know quote unquote Bluebird, not you know Nightwing. Mm. But because I I don't know about you, but I honestly think they were gonna kill Dick, and then like they had wait a second we could do this with Dick instead. Yeah, I think they wanted to. I mean, Dan DiDio's well, been wanting to kill him off for years, yeah. it seems Dan, like. So. Dan DiDio has had him on a hit list for years. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I hear Grayson's a good story, but uh, I just did not like how it was handled, how he got into that whole role. Yeah, so I, I, I just kind of wish they would kill him off instead of doing that. But. Yeah, I read the one story where Midnighter was, uh, where, where he had to take on Midnighter, but that's the only one I read of Grayson. And he just showed up here, Man Bat. I mean, his design here seems straight out of the animated series. I mean, it's, it's a Did little you... different, but it's to me, it's almost exactly the same how he looks in the first episode on Leather Wings. Did you hear? Did you hear what Wally said? Like more like the Zoo Crew, yeah. <laughs> little nudge, nudge <laughs> to, to Captain Carrot. <laughs> Yeah, man, yeah, it has some cool action in it. <laughs> yeah, it really does, and it's it's actually pretty well written. Like it's it's not like you know, it, it's not dumbed down so much to where you know it's so kitty that I don't want to watch it. You know. What do you think about Green Arrow's costume in this movie? I mean, it's it's pretty standard, but it looks like a little more armor-based uh, than just like, you know a tunic. Yeah, <laughs> I I love that he has his beard back. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that, and I think he used the punch the the uh, the boxing glove uh, arrow already. Yeah, so <laughs> I think that, that's always that's always good. Yeah, I mean, you gotta have that for Green Arrow. I thought that how they used it this season in Arrow was pretty cool, too. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, like, straight on. He developed a boxing glove Arrow, but <laughs> right, he incorporated right, it yeah. to a, a fight he was having. That was pretty neat. All right. Like, you know, I think the most frustrating thing about this movie is we spent a lot of time fighting, you know, robots. Yeah. And not villains, you know? Yeah, that's one of those things. That's where you have to take in the. It's for younger audiences more <laughs> to kind yeah. of get by it. And then we're gonna get our first introduction to the penguin. Which when I first saw this, like, okay, you notice there's these bad guys or punks over here like it's one of the heroes going to show up and deal with them but then when you see penguins like oh no 
Penguin's going to have his own action sequence. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this this Penguin design, like, it, it, was, it kind of was like an amalgamation of, like, the way that he kind of looked in the Batman, minus the, like, weird hair that he had, and then, like, with the way that he looked in, uh, you know, the animated series, both, both of the animated series looks, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but I don't know this one. And you know, for some reason, it's weird that he has that like, what is it called? The the, the pterodactyly hands. Like he 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 has he has flippers. Yeah, it looks like like they're gonna go in the Batman Returns route there with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know why I just always like that design of his having flipper hands. <laughs> I like in the animated <laughs> series. And overall, I don't like his design in Batman Returns. But for some reason, I always liked how his flipper hands looked. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird making Penguin like this formidable. Well, when he has that monocle, that's a scanner, and <laughs> could... yeah, like, like what? Should... I mean, we're gonna get to it, but like, if he's so rich, what, what is his plot? You know, like, he wants uh, to be more rich. <laughs> I noticed too when they show we got that shot of Wayne Manor. Usually, Wayne Manor is like up in the far distance of Gotham, like in the mountains, but this one's almost like dead in the center. You can see the cities behind it, which like kind of took me by surprise when I first saw it. Like, man, it's like in the heart of Gotham almost. Um, yeah, I would actually have to go back and look at it myself again. But, uh, in like Batman versus Robin, you could see Gotham like off in the distance and stuff like that. It wasn't like in the heart of the city or anything, but yeah. And another thing that was excited about this movie, Red Robin, making his yeah. first appearance in an animated feature or anything, right. really, which was really cool. I mean, they still have this penchant for skipping over Jason, but, like... Yeah, but Jason got his due in Under the Red Hood, I felt. Yeah. And I felt Tim's been sorely missed in a lot of stories, and, like, oh, why I aren't they like... using him? Like, he seems to be, like, the forgotten Robin. Did you read the Batman Beyond that came out this week? Yes, I did. I punched the air when, like, it was Barbara Gordon at the end. <laughs> Spoilers for anybody, but anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> and we're talking about how Flash was supposed to be the comic relief here. I think Tim was serving that also here as an yeah. inexperienced new up-and-coming crime fighter. <laughs> like, like, right here, he punches the head off the robot. Yeah. He's like, build them better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big bat symbol on the <laughs> Batman's chest that he got there. It's the classic yellow shield with the bat logo, but it's a little too big, I think. It, it's weird, though. Like, the, the yellow goes with the, the bat itself. I mean, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. But... How do you feel about the voice portrayal of, of Bruce in this? I kind of like it. Yeah, I thought he was good. I mean, and the look of Bruce, I mean, it's like just impeccable to me. Like I think that's the best Bruce Wayne that we've seen so far. 
Um, his design, I probably wouldn't say is not my favorite. I mean, it's not horrible or anything, but I think it's, it gets the job done for this movie. See, I think his hair is maybe a little too long, but <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> probably being a little too nitpicky. Cut your hair, you damn bat hippie. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that could have been a scene in the movie before uh, Bruce goes to this party, Alfred gives him a haircut. <laughs> well, like, building this aviary, like, it, and it's supposedly, like, the tallest building of Gotham, like, to- total, like, you know, poke at Bruce Wayne, like, it, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Donald, Donald Trump in Las Vegas trying to build a building, uh, trying to build a bigger building than, uh, Steve Wynn's, yeah. uh, <laughs> casino, you know, it's like, <laughs> We got our first uh, meeting between Bruce and Jim Gordon, which is good. Yep. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Bruce, the voice actor for Bruce, I mean, Roger Craig Smith. I mean, I was a fan of his and um, Arkham Origins. I mean, you and me were talking about a little bit how that game kind of gets a lot of flack from players because it's not rock steady. I mean, Kevin Conroy doesn't do the voice of Batman or Mark Hamill's the Joker. But, but like I said, the, the, the voice for Batman, like it would be a young Bruce Wayne for me, you know, like... Uh, I could see it being Kevin Conroy, like in the end, at the end of the day. Yeah, but Roger Craig Smith does a good Batman in his own right. I mean, I enjoyed him in Arkham Origins, and he did good in this one too. Yeah, and obviously, you know, I think anybody can play Jim 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 Gordon as long as they have like a good scruffy voice and <laughs> they they mean it. You know, I I like this guy, but yeah. like this is this is the only time that we see him, and like. Like, why is he the... He's the first one that says, I think Cobblepot's up to something. Which is like, okay, that's... I mean, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Then you got Bruce and Oliver interacting. I thought this was pretty funny. They had some good banter together. Like, just the two rich guys at another rich guy's party. But, (laughs) like... Yeah, but then, like, this... This is such a weird scene. Like, I mean, I mean, with Oswald, like he turns on his monocle, and like everybody's talking like major crap about him. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, that's always Penguin's downfall, having to be liked, and yet when he's not, and <laughs> when he thinks he's like we said, the yeah. highest level society, but no one still respects him. And that monocle can really zoom in on people. <laughs> it's going really right? close on their lips. <laughs> I wonder if they made an action figure of that penguin in his yellow gold fur suit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be special edition. Yeah. <laughs> like one in every box. Puns after puns when it comes to penguin. <laughs> I was almost expecting a Batman Returns moment where, <laughs> like, some audio is going to play of him saying some stuff about Gotham right, and start right. shooting at him with his machine gun umbrella. But <laughs> the, the Bat remix. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like, it's like, really? You're gonna unveil the, the, the robots that wreaked havoc on Gotham the other night? Like... Because yeah, nobody saw him. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make the eleven o'clock news or anything. <laughs> it just happened. One just happened to crash in the middle of the road, <laughs> causing traffic. Like, didn't they? Didn't one attack two cops? <laughs> yeah. Like, so like basically the idea here is like they they are like supposed to be like first response um, robots. I mean, why they're dogs or wolves or whatever you want to call them. I mean, heaven only knows. Yeah, I think one's supposed to be a wolf. That one's supposed to be like a tiger. Yeah. And then, and then obviously there's one that's supposed to be like a bat, right? Or a pterodactyl. A batadactyl. <laughs> <laughs> Bumbershoot Mechanics. That's a catchy name. It kind of it kind of makes me laugh because we have a big festival out here in Seattle called Bumbershoot. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's a big music 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 art and film festival. <laughs> Oliver stayed in the obvious. <laughs> right? And like Tim is like, oh yeah, can you bring me some food? Yeah. <laughs> Pigs in a blanket. <laughs> now he's introducing Kirk Langstrom here. Now, being big Batman fans, we obviously know he's man bad, but even if you're not really sure, you just like. No, he's the character that's being introduced. He's going to be like the wild card in the story. <laughs> like he's well, going to yeah, play it back later on. Like in in this story, like we get another like Kirk Wingstrom tricked into doing something with his serum again type story, you know. And like uh, at this point, I think that's like a trope for him. Like yeah. Kirk. I like this one right here. Yeah, right here. <laughs> it's like it's like Deadshot and like Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But good thing that lady lowered her glass just in case. <laughs> the wolf, the tiger, and the bat. Okay. I still like Batadactyl. <laughs> so nicely put it. That's what it looked like, you know? <laughs> like, this is his big finale, Firecrackers and Right. <laughs> but it's still not enough to impress the audience. Yeah. And then he's all like, I bid you good night, sir. <laughs> I said good day. <laughs> well, it seems like Penguin's, he's only concerned about impressing the young girls at this party because that totally zooms right? in. Right? Like, well, I mean, he did He did flash at a couple of men that were like, we'll never have him as our friend. <laughs> I 
this doesn't raise any red flags. I mean, using the animals, he just <laughs> demonstrated right, so, saving people than using them to attack. So strange. Yeah, besides the big bat logo that we talked about, that's I mean, that's, that's a classic bat suit right there with the blue and the yeah. Green. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not complaining. Like the 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 uh, chin piece is kind of strange, but uh, you know, I, I like that they're taking chances and doing doing different things. You know, I mean, if, at least it's consistent. Like Tim has a chin piece. Yeah. Batman has a chin piece. trying to think as I was watching this I mean the whole, the whole theme of the movie is animals and they got animal type villains but like what other DC villains could have they used that would have fit the animal motif <laughs> uh, it would have been good as part of this group uh, well, maybe Killer they got they, they had that one they, <laughs> yeah, Killer they had that they had that one uh, uh, what Copperhead yeah there you go um I, I guess they, oh, there's that. There's King Shark too. He would have been a good one. Yeah, King Shark would have been good. Um, obviously Gorilla Grodd, but they have they have Silverback instead. Yeah. Uh, Ultra Humanite, but they have Silverback instead. Um, I don't know. I have to think on that through. Uh, yeah, we'll see if any more pop into our heads as we're watching the movie. Yeah, like it, it would cool action sequence. Um, it it would have been cool at, if like they had a chick on the hero team, and what's the name of that of the the hero that in JLU was in love or was dating? Oh, Vixen. Uh, Green yeah, Vixen. Yeah, like, she, she could have been perfect. <laughs> yeah, like she could have took it out on all these guys by herself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a really good point, actually. Maybe that's why they didn't use her. <laughs> <laughs> but she is going to be getting her own like animated web series, I believe. That's going to be set in the yeah, Arrow Flash universe. Yeah, I hear that they want to they want to like introduce her live action after that. Yeah. Uh, after that series. It's pretty cool. I mean, hopefully it works out good because just to have more yeah. stories of that TV universe they're building will be cool. Yeah, definitely. Like, one of the funniest parts of this, like, happens with The Flash. and I mean, it's coming up, but it, I think it'll be a while. But I just remembered it. Why would that have made a difference, Killer Croc? <laughs> he said, I, th I thought you were Batman. Maybe he was hiding from Batman, and then he, when he saw his green arrow, he goes, oh, I could come out of the water now and <laughs> take him easily. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> now, Batman has some run-ins with a lot of crocodiles over the course of his animated <laughs> series. I mean, there's some, like, <laughs> the animated series where he 
goes against the the sewer king and his crocodiles right and he takes out and then in the new batman adventures the scarecrow episode never fear where he loses his fear and scarecrow thinks the crocodiles kill him but then you yeah. see him flop up and blood comes out of the water right. so maybe that's why croc is scared of batman he knows he can take down any type of crocodile <laughs> Okay, like this, this, this upcoming is is my favorite, the funniest part with the Flash in my opinion. Like obviously he's hanging and like he thinks that like there's no way that anything's gonna have be able to escape. (laughs) 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 We got a little segue. Like this is where Batman starts to use some of his tech. Like, right there. Okay. It's taking a little while to blow up. But <laughs> there you right, go. right. Now, she, she just said, she just got blown up off the tree. And she says, your tree gets won't help you. And then watch. Bam! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guess I'll go with the route. Cheetah's not too familiar with dealing with Batman, but still, yeah. She just got one up on that tree, so she should have knew right away. (laughs) For Yeah, Krog is definitely like a little bit too lizardy for me in this one. He's more like a giant iguana or something. <laughs> yeah. Almost like a little bit more bulked up version of the lizard from Spider-Man. Right, I, I was going to say that in the beginning. But then again, too, I mean, since that the Croc does have a lot of different designs, if they're going to go that route, this is probably the perfect movie to use this yeah. version of Croc. This, this was funny. Like He's all like, I'm coming, I'm coming. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> and the monkeys are, or the apes are still having fun with Flash. Right. Like This is, this is so funny, but once he, once he gets down, I... <laughs> I like how he says, I'm the fastest man alive. I can't be beaten by a length of rope. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then again, Silverback has to be pretty stupid when he thinks that that trap has 0% right. chance of no escape. Right. I mean, watch, watch, watch the gorillas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard the first time when I saw that because they were like clapping for him. <laughs> Comparing this cave to the back cave, I <laughs> like how. Oh, yeah, that has tons of computers in it. <laughs> see, see, I think I might be a little too critical here. Like I said, basing now this movie's more for younger audiences, but this being Tim as Red Robin, 
you would think that you know he was Robin before, or at least has experience with being Batman's partner. I mean, if you want to go the new Fifty Two route, where he technically never was Robin, but yeah. I might like to think he was Robin first, then Red Robin. He's just showing his inexperience a lot in this movie, especially right here with Man Bat. I mean, like I said, I'm probably being too nitpicky because this is the character uh, yeah. characterization they want to go with Tim in this movie. But if he's Red Robin, I kind of like to think he know a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, the Red Robin for me was always the pre-52. Same. Uh, yep. Like, he was basically, you know, Batman adjacent at that point. Like, uh, he was... I mean, yeah, he, he was referred to as, like, almost on the same level as Batman as far as the right. skills go. Right. That's why it makes me think, you think it would have been better if they wanted to have, like, the young in his experienced hero in this movie they should have went with damien or they just didn't want to go that route because everyone knows well, he's smart alec <laughs> well they've been beating da- damien to death in the other two films so too you know yeah. good point like i would have been okay if they either you know because they've had nightwing in those two films too like if they just had tim and no nightwing but or, like, maybe Batgirl or something like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like Tim always gets left out in those. Because he's in those stories in the comics. And even in Under the Red Hood, he wasn't in that movie either. But Okay, now that was a really weird, like, thing that just happened. Like, <laughs> Man, Man, Bat, Man Bat threw up on the Flash. That 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 adactyl doesn't seem like it can carry silver back and she <laughs> doesn't look that um, big enough to support that that weight. Right. But it's able to, I guess. <laughs> like I'm just baffled on why Batman keeps talking to these robots. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, if you want me, come and get me. <laughs> I like the car in this though, you know? I yeah, this is a cool Batmobile. I really wish that they would have done something like this for the for the Batman versus Superman. Instead of going like whatever the hell that thing is. See, I actually like the design for the new Batmobile. To me, it's a combination of the tumbler and a little bit of the '89 Batmobile. '89, yeah, you you can tell that that's what they were going for. But I kind of wanted like a car, like a full-on car myself. Yeah, I can understand that. I mean, to me, you're never ever gonna top that '89 Batmobile. It's just perfect. No, yeah, you got everything. It's kind of like one of those things, too, where a little bit in Batman the Animated Series where you don't know exactly what time period it is because it has the blend of, like, old, like, 40s, like, mobsters and the city and newspapers. Yeah. But then it has TVs and computers. This one's kind of the same thing, except it's in the future, like, because you got flying cars. Yeah, it's very very anachronistic in, like, some areas. But, like like you said before, it has that Batman Beyond City feel, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, just the buildings, like, don't look like buildings that would ever exist. But... I kind of like that, too, where it kind of has its own place and time or whatever, where you can't really pick, yeah. oh, this is, like, in now, the 2000s or the 90s or whatever. Right. 
<laughs> Follow that bat. <laughs> We get more shots of Red Robin. I gotta say too, I'm really glad they went with the pre-New 52 costume and not the New yeah. 52 where he has those wings. <laughs> I'd... Well, you know what? I think that like they've kind of scaled back like the wings thing, and they've made it. They've made it more of like a cape that looks like wings. I don't think any artist likes it, likes that he has wings. <laughs> I, I just just from what I've seen, like especially like within like Eternal and whatnot, mm. it didn't look so much like wings. Now, I remember when I first saw that when the Teen Titans cover came out, I was like, oh no, what are they doing <laughs> with Red Robin? Like, like I, I wasn't so I wasn't so mad that they took his they took that mask off of him, but oh my god, yeah. Goodness. Oh, don't forget that meteorite is coming. <laughs> Just in case you <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I always liked it when Nightwing had his uh, gliders too in the new Batman Adventures. His gliders? Yeah, he had like it was just part of his costume. Whenever he needed to like jump off a rooftop, he just lift his arms and he had the gliders on his. Oh, kind of like kind of like the Batman Beyond type thing. Yeah, I, I remember what you were saying. Yeah, does he have them here? No, that's like when I was, yeah. he was walking on the building. He's like, you know, it would be probably coming handy right now if he had those. <laughs> yeah. Wish we would have saw how Flash got out of that goo he was trapped in. <laughs> Man, I don't care how many, many times we see it. I just love Flash action it's, sequences. It's like these animals can understand English because you saw you saw the the robot like go, "What do you? What do you? What, what, what is that, sir?" <laughs> and like, I can stop. <laughs> I'm glad they're showing Tim helping out here with seeing, yeah. making these animals how they operate, not him just sitting on the computer waiting for them. Right. It's kind of funny that right here, like man, a flat or Nightwing is just giving giving yeah. it to the Flash, you know. The adults the, are working. <laughs> right. <laughs> it reminds me of that scene where he like touches things in in the javelin and like he. he or I I can't remember exactly where it was, but like Batman goes, that's not helping. Yeah, that's and, where he uh, blew up the yeah. front of Wayne Manor. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this just makes me kind of think where like this is more in line with Wally was. Yeah. Now, because I would I would think that Barry Allen would have a little bit more like to say about like the tech and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah.
And this is where Kirk Langstrom's going to play a key factor yet. But they don't know he's man bad. I kind of forgot when I was watching this for the first time. Like, don't you know Kirk? You're fighting Kirk Langstrom right now. It's like, oh, I guess right. in this story they don't necessarily know that. It's like it's like it's a lot. I mean, other other than like Cheetah and I mean, I'm not sure about Silverback. It seems like it's the first time they've ever met Mad Bat. Yeah, and they've ever met the Penguin. And we get Penguin's plot here, which, again, it's not the strongest <laughs> main focus plot point of a movie, waiting for a meteor to crash to collect the uh, clothes after it destroys yeah. everything. But <laughs> Yeah, it's... But once again, it's for kids, you know? Yeah, again, they're mainly watching it for the heroes and villains to fight in some cool costumes and black yeah, sequences, and it delivers. They are thinking about the logistics yeah. of, you know, the penguin's plan. <laughs> yeah, seeing Batman and Nightwing together, I mean, we know he's worked with a bunch of other albums, Tim, Jason, Damien, but just seeing some about Batman and Dick team up. I mean, that's like they're the perfect combination or partners to work with each other. They just know each other's moves, what they're going to do, and when they need yeah. to take on some bad guys and fight, I mean, they know how to get the job done efficiently. It's like out of all the partners Batman teams up, even with like other superheroes like Superman and that, there's just him and Dick. They just have the best chemistry to go off of each other. I love it, like when Batman has to ride Mad Bat like around the city. Like it's, it's just so classic, you know. Like, yeah. it's too bad that he's not doing it with a grapple, but like, it's fun enough to, uh, you know, have it the way it is. Because it's one of those things where it's almost become like a Batman Man Bat trope where they're fighting yeah. against each other. <laughs> that has to happen, right? So, which I'm hoping one of these days we'll see Man Bat in a live action movie. That can make for a real awesome sequence to see. <laughs> oh, that's just going to be a lot of CGI, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could do it now. <laughs> you know, one of the villains I've always wanted to see in live action is Scarface. Like I think mm. that they could do him, and they could do him really well. Yeah. And like, like a Kevin Spacey could play him. Like I think Kevin Spacey, the way that he played uh, Kaiser Soze in The Usual Suspects, if if he played Arnold Wesker and Scarface, oh my goodness! Like I think that would be beautiful. But yeah, that would me. be. <laughs> I remember the rumors were like, even for before Dark Knight Rises, it was like it getting in production. There was a lot of people making a case for how the ventriloquists and Scarface yeah. should be used. We talk about doing something different for a 
comic book movie with a villain like that. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time, be like real scary and creepy too. They can really go like oh, pretty yeah. dark areas with that. Well, like, I mean, we're, we're getting off topic yeah. with the movie here. <laughs> Obviously, you know, we're we're in a fight here. It's it, it's your generic fight scene. Um. Perhaps after we're done here, we'll, we'll speak more on the on what we were just talking about. <laughs> I loved how Flash got out of that. Cheetah trick right? just rolls real quick. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I think Silverback had enough time to get away from those explosions. <laughs> yeah. He didn't stare in shock at him. And we get the surprise, he's a robot. Yeah, I was watching this before, and like I must have looked away, and I'm like, when did he get armor? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see Croc use one of Penguin's umbrellas. Too right. <laughs> Are we already past the part where like they named them the Animaniacs? Because I laughed so hard <laughs> when, when that happened. <laughs> Oh, man, anytime you can throw Animaniacs in there as a reference, yeah. <laughs> that's a thumbs up in my book. Like, not only did they get Zoo Crew, but they got Animaniacs as well. Then we got Tim playing the one who's, or later on it gets more where he's like the one and only one who trusts Kirk Langstrom and Man Bat later on. But did, did you know? Just see that like Tim's hair comes out the back of his mask. Yeah, like that's so strange. <laughs> this is another it's odd like, choice you could say for their costume like, designs. <laughs> it's like Barbara Gordon how she has to have her hair come yeah. out of her back of her mask. I think we just passed it. I didn't like Flash's line where they're talking about if that's Kirk Langstrom. He's like, oh, maybe he just stole Kirk Langstrom's pants. <laughs> right. Like, we like this does a baseball. Like, how oh, you got to be kidding? <laughs> well, I, I like how they they kept it like straight to like comic, you know, lore. He he tested the thing on himself, and this it, this was a total accident. Yeah. You know? Like Man Bat doesn't have a move. He doesn't have a plot. He's just a freak of nature who screwed up. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's where it works best with the character. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I like it here. Like he's like, I'm totally willing to help because these guys are jerks. <laughs> yeah, I did not particularly like how the stories that he was told through in the New Fifty Two, and especially at the end of. Uh, there's that stuff going on in Detective Comics and then at the end of the Dark Knight series. Like, <laughs> I can't remember too much about it, but I just I remember for the Dark Knight, once Greg Horowitz took over, it was uh-huh. on such a good run with the Mad Hatter story that he told and uh, the Scarecrow story. And then the last one was for Man Bat, and it just like it had to end on a bad note. <laughs> they just didn't tell a good story with Man Bat. Are, are you talking about Batman, the Dark Knight, New 52? Yeah, mm. I had no idea that it ended on a man, on a man bad story. Yeah. 
it's really forgettable. I mean, I'm having a hard time just remembering exactly what the plot was. Well, for because, it, you know, they, they, they had used Man Bat so much, especially with, like, you know, the League of Assassins Man Bat yeah. Army, mm. stuff like that. So it kind of, like, uh, watered down the whole Kirk Lindstrom idea only because, like, Kirk Lindstrom helped Talia with the, the Man Bat Army in the first place you know exactly yeah i think this new 52 story it dealt more with this uh why francine too almost i want to say it's a little similar to the batman the animated series episode where she gets infected with the serum also oh yeah she does it she does it to help him or something like that right i'd have i would have to re uh watch it but like that's the twist it turns out it's her not him yeah it was like she like he cut himself on a piece of glass or something, and then she got uh-huh. infected with his blood as she was helping him like patch it up. Right, right. Now Batman's in full possessions of the wolf, the tiger, and the datadactyl. I already forgot what was the official company name. Was it? Uh, Bumbershoot. Oh. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget it because of that festival we have out yeah. here. <laughs> kind of surprised I didn't go with uh, Catwoman instead of Cheetah for Penguin's animal gang here. Since uh, they maybe they didn't want to make it too much like Batman Returns. At the same time, I thought maybe they'd want to go that too. <laughs> kind of give well, a little nod to Batman you know, Returns. I think it's only because the way that they're playing Catwoman right now, she's kind of, you know, walking the line. Yeah, that's true. But, yeah. I mean, they're going some, like, old school stuff that's not, like, New 52 in this story anyway, so maybe they yeah. just her in here. As we used to know her just being Catwoman. But seriously, like, since she's in this story, like, all right. This is where is I start to get a little bothered by the whole entire plot. Like we have all of these characters that are like totally in Gotham right now for unknown reasons. Like we have no idea why the Flash was in Gotham. We have we have some sort of idea why Ollie was in was in because of, of the benefit, if you want to say so. Anyway. Yeah. And like now we have we have Cheetah in Gotham, so, like, why isn't Wonder Woman in Gotham? Because that's her villain, you know? <laughs> that's true, yeah. And then, you know, this whole meteor business, like, they're like, we have to figure out how to, uh, you know... If only there was this. a super-powered being who could stop Yeah, <laughs> if, 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 only, if only there was a man who could fly and pick up <laughs> meteors and, like, launch them into the sun. <sighs> Or someone with a power ring who can easily grab it. <laughs> right, right. Just throw it off course a little bit. If, if, if only we had a satellite with a giant, you know, nuclear gun on it. <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're being too nerd nitpicky. <laughs> See, I've always liked that Langstrom, like, has never been crazy. He's never been like, I want to be mad bad. You know? Yeah. Like, 
You see, I think that's where. See, I don't want to. I might be wrong, but I think that's kind of how the New Fifty Two story went, where he wasn't necessarily the likable guy who just had this condition because he was testing it out to help himself, but then it just became an addiction type thing. It was just almost something that he was using it to gain power. It's like so, like he wanted to become like the Hulk, but like, or I mean, like Bane. Something like that, yeah. See, I don't want to say things wrong. That's gonna that's totally different from the story, but yeah. I'd have to re- I'd have in. to read that arc. It's not something I've read. I'll be honest. I just remember him not being very likable in that arc. Okay. Which is strange because he's never been like to be called the penguin. But okay. <laughs> So go to your strip clubs and casinos while time still is ticking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they would have loved to put that line in the script if they could. (laughs) Tractor beam, like what? What a what a word or like a phrase to put in a movie. Like I haven't heard that in a long time. Like we have tractor beams. See, but Penguin's where, acting like he's going to be, once Gotham gets destroyed, he's going to be free from all, like, at least as their pathetic judgment. But, you right. know, he's not destroying, like, the world. There's still other cities <laughs> out there, and, yeah, Metropolis well, probably pretty close by that right. will probably want to bring Penguin to justice <laughs> for what he did to Right, go. <laughs> right. Like, there's that. And then, like, he, dude's already rich, though. Like... Yeah, but I can understand, you know, being a greedy villain. He wants more, and nothing's ever enough. But, yeah, it's like, you think you're going to be going scot-free after this? Well, that's not necessarily the case when you got heroes in a bunch of other cities who would no doubt come to stop you later on. Okay, Batman's got this yellow costume on that, like, at first I thought it looked kind of goofy, but, like, oh, I guess we do get another Commissioner Gordon uh, appearance. Still doesn't do much, though. <laughs> no. See, like, maybe Penguin could have gotten away with this if he didn't broadcast to everyone in Gotham that he's behind this. <laughs> hey, that's a very Jokerish thing to do. Yeah. You know? Again, we got more futuristic vehicles with that police thing there. Yeah. Oh, we get the, the textbook Batwing. I yeah. love it. <laughs> Like, I'm not sure if you saw the leaked art for the Batwing in uh, in Batman v Superman, but it looks kind of weird. Actually, I haven't, have I seen that? It's not ringing a bell. So I don't think yeah, I have. Yeah, I'll have to find it and send it to you. It turns out that that flying thing in the trailer definitely is the Batwing. Okay. So, I mean, hopefully he's using rubber bullets. Yeah. <laughs> he better. <laughs> So, like, I thought this was really cool. Like, it, it, the, the suit had a purpose. Yeah. You know, when I first saw the suit, I immediately thought of how Batman looked for that brief instance where he got the Sinestro core ring. Right. It's the yellow and black on there on his costume. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. A little bit. So, 
So we have about three different bat suits in this movie. So that means at least three different action figures that came out. Right. <laughs> Or maybe there's four because you got the red version of this suit that we're seeing right now. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's one of the. Wouldn't it be cool if it was one of those things like, if, if, like when we were little, like if you put it in like cold water and yeah. color. <laughs> <laughs> this is cool with Flash Tube trying to go as far back as he can to gain speed <laughs> no. to break through that barrier, but nope, he needs to be faster. Now, this is one of the coolest moments ever. Like, I was like, well played, sirs. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Ace, yeah, <laughs> you gotta love Ace. Yeah, you gotta love Ace. <laughs> and he turns into a motorcycle. <laughs> like, I was kind of bummed that, like, like Damien didn't name his dog Ace. Yeah, I thought that, too. Like, that's yeah, perfect. But I come to grow to, like, Titus. Uh, I, I love Titus, but like... I mean, just in the name, yeah. Yeah, the dog's awesome, but just in the name Titus, I come to like that, too, so... I'm not too upset about him not being Ace now. Not exactly the same, but the stuff with Flash reminded me a little bit in The New Frontier, where it was up to him to race around the big floating island to use the Ray Palmer's atom particles to make it shrink. Just the fact yeah. that pretty much the plan to succeed depends on Flash, and he has that pack on that looks a little bit like it. Well, I mean, that's that's a Flash trope. Usually, like, there's a lot of things, like, you know, uh, in the Justice League, or, in, was it the second? It, it was the one where Luthor and Brainiac were, like, fused together okay. in Justice League. Yeah. Like it was it was up to him to beat them too, and like he was running around the world at like light speed or yeah, whatever. That was awesome. awesome yeah. Episode. That and I mean, I love that. Like you know, in our in, in the DC universe, everything revolves around the Flash. Like he, uh, like if you've read Multiversity or. Uh, anything like that, like everything has to do with the Flash because the crisis on infinite Earth, mm. um, Flashpoint, Flash point, obviously, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get much bigger than that, really. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, like the Speed Force is such a huge deal <laughs> as far as how oh, it is the like, universe operates. Flash didn't name the tiger. I mean, Batman got to name the wolf Ace. (laughs) (laughs) And now Batman has his own army. Don't worry, Bats. I haven't run out of arrows yet, either. <laughs> you see, yeah, I said Batman looks like Batman has his own army. The way they were following him was like they weren't in attack mode. They were just 
following his lead, but no, they're still bad here. <laughs> it's like, I think they would have put more effort to try to catch up to him on the motorcycle, but... <laughs> yeah. Such a perfect penguin move right here. Yeah, of course he's only going to make an escape pod for himself. So, so <laughs> long, and thanks for all the fish. Yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe they'd do the classic escape pod shot from Star Wars. <laughs> leave the building. <laughs> As we see this, I mean, you actually think Penguin's going to get away, but we'll see later <laughs> on that that's not the case. Because he's not shown for a while after this. Yeah, that's such a cool man, that design. And I mean, there's been different ones where he's like gray or maybe a little yeah. more blurry, but the way he is here, and it's like I said, it's pretty much taken it's classic. the animated series. Yeah, it's just classic. You don't need to change too much when it comes to Man Bat. Right. <laughs> A lot of people's cars just got blown up right there. <laughs> Those birds <laughs> fell out of the air. <laughs> Look. And of course, Tim is able to get through to Mandat and to help save him. <laughs> I mean, we had tons of cool action sequences throughout this movie with the heroes fighting the villains, and then for like you're thinking, oh, we're gonna get one more here, but. They get taken down pretty easily when we get to these robots. Like, we don't even see it. <laughs> Still there, Josh? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry. <laughs> It was a little slow. I, I thought you didn't. Something might happen, but okay. No, I'm just watching, like... <laughs> this is an awesome moment, you know? Like, she's like, the bat wing will catch me all the time. <laughs> like how did they get him on their side this time like 
was that really explained? <laughs> or did Tim just say, please help us? And like, he just did. Yeah, like I said, Tim just got through to him somehow as he was flying on his back. <laughs> that was all Man Bat needed. <laughs> Yeah, good thing Flash happened to be in Gotham because uh, <laughs> he's pretty much doing everything that they need to do to stop yeah. this from falling right here. Besides give a call to Superman. <laughs> right, right. All right. Yeah, looking at that asteroid, I think Superman could have easily took it. <laughs> took it away from the Earth, or at least the vicinity that it was traveling towards Earth, and it just either destroyed or just yeah. move it around. Like where green arrows are. Like, what if your calculations are right? Like, they are. <laughs> like, no doubt about it. Then you got Man Bat playing the hero, who's trying to redeem his actions. And now it looks like we're seeing Green Lantern constructs with the, the energy beams being turned from red to green. Yeah. Like, Flash is just pacing back and forth, but yet he's using his speed to do it. <laughs> like, that's slow pacing for him. He's just waiting for that asteroid to come down. And it looks like that's it for the climactic action sequence for the movie. <laughs> I will say there was probably some better action sequences in the beginning and middle of it than yeah. the last one we got here. But oh well. <laughs> I mean, solid overall. I mean... Yeah, we still got Batman calling Ace. Which they, were able, <laughs> they, were able to, they were able to pack quite a bit into an hour and 17 minutes, you know? Yeah. It was enough, too, where it wasn't like a lot of slow moments. It was the action and, and the pace of it just kept going. Right. And here's where Langstrom's explaining that it was Tim who believed in him the whole time to help him come out of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Like, why well, I'm back. Probably didn't have time to go into full detail as far as like <laughs> the scientific reasons how he was able to come out of it, but you okay. just needed to believe. <laughs> I 
croc already complaining about the prison food. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where I was thinking, oh, and so I guess Penguin got away, and that's it. <laughs> All the other villains are captured, but... <laughs> Then you get this awkward moment between Nightwing and Flash trying to say goodbye. <laughs> I like Nightwing. Man, for like the fattest man alive, you should say the slowest goodbyes. Right. See, even Oliver's calling it out on this champagne and got away. Yeah. Even though we know that's not the case. See, I wonder if that Batman action figure comes with that Ace motorcycle. Or you have to buy him separately, because that'd be a cool bundle. <laughs> <laughs> and now we see Penguin's outcome. Stuck in the Arctic. Sure, you buy what? Uh, who else it. is it going to be? Wait for it. <laughs> As we see, that Green Arrow did know he stopped him. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like another Batman Returns moment right here. <laughs> Even though he's not dead, it was like that moment where all those penguins come to drag his body into the water. <laughs> uh. uh, penguin, you shouldn't be scared of your own kind. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, there's no reason to be afraid of penguins. Like, they're usually pretty chill. But, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's Batman Unlimited Animal Instincts. Even a lot of people who worked on it worked on, like, the animated series, like the director, Butch Lukic, and uh, Keith Carson, the writer. He's written some of the regular DC animated movies. So mm-hmm. it was probably just something uh, they. I don't want to say came together pretty quickly, but I don't want to say like, oh, they just rushed through it, but they probably figured, hey, we should use these guys for more stuff. Let's give them their take on a younger version of yeah. Batman and some of the Justice League members for the younger audience. So it's cool that they got like both, like they're able to work on both aspects of the character, the more adult dark stuff and then the lighter tone stuff for the younger viewers. Well, yeah, I think anybody who's an adult can enjoy, can find something to enjoy about this movie for sure. And, you know, a kid will want to watch this over and over again probably exactly yeah i mean the action stuff in it alone will keep kids entertained and then for us old school dc fans and batman fans it's like it's not dumbed down action sequences and even the dialogue too sure it's some of the yeah. for kids but it's like not super friend level or anything like that right right it's not it's not like you know we're watching a, an episode of like veggie tale or something like that you yeah. know <laughs> I mean, I I liked it, and you know, um, there were some there there were some funny moments, like I said, like when the girls were clapping for the Flash and whatnot. Like I like I'm I enjoy that kind of humor, mm-hmm. and uh, it was you know uh, there was some I mean very little, but there was some humor in like the Nolan Batman trilogy. There was a lot yeah. of humor. A lot of humor in Justice League, like the the cartoon, especially like when Batman was forced to sing, or <laughs> yeah. like when they turned Wonder Woman into a pig, and you know, like that type of stuff. And I mean, it was it, 
I honestly think like this took the like the lessons of all of the other Batman the animated series shows that we've had and have kind of, you know, applied them here, you know? I mean, we had a great Mad Bat, we had a good Batman, good Robin, good Nightwing. I don't really have any complaints about how the characters were portrayed at all. Yeah, I um, totally agree. As far as the characterizations, yeah, it was I mean, pretty dead on. The plot was kind of like, what? But, you know, what are you going to do? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I enjoyed it. I mean, I, like I said, my expectations were kept in check with this one going in, and I would say for the most part, it met them. I mean, like I said, I wasn't expecting anything on the level of Mask of the Phantasm, but it served uh-huh. its purpose. I mean, like I said, cool action sequences and the characters were portrayed really well here. Maybe my little minor complaints about Red Robin being the young experience hero in this one, but I mean, that's like a nerdy nitpick. But <laughs> I'm sure like younger viewers won't be bothered by that at all. Heck, I'm just glad he's in this to get some exposure uh, for the character. <laughs> that's what's good about it. I was, I was okay with him with, you know, um, I lost my train. I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> can, can, can you repeat what you just said? Yeah, just as far as the characterization of Red Robin. I mean, it was probably a little bit of a nitpick for as far as saying how he was the more experienced hero in this one. But as long as the characters get an exposure to younger audience, that's great. yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I was excited to, to see Red Robin in this film, no matter what, and uh, I, I, I honestly hope that they keep going with this line. You know, I yeah. mean, there was this. There was a Justice League movie that came out not too long ago that was kind of strange. Like, uh, yeah, it, I missed that one. I mean, I it, like it had travel one, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it had a little bit to do with time travel, but it had to do with uh, like Lex Luthor thawed something out mm. from like the Hall of Heroes in the future and it, it, it was convoluted but I mean it was it was another one of those ones that was made for kids but I really hope that they continue this line and I, I, I would love to see where they go with some of the other characters especially you know a Joker like what kind of Joker would we get with this yeah same here I mean you can use more Batman villains and even more DC Universe heroes like Maybe we can get right. Superman and Wonder Woman or Green Lantern in the next one. Right. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind like you know, uh, arbitrary Batman Superman fight in in this uh, in this iteration, or you know, just let them be friends. You know, I I'm cool with them. You know, just being friends too. Um, yeah. Either way would be good as long as we get some cool action sequences with them. <laughs> which if yeah. it's like this movie, you know, it'll probably deliver on that front. Yeah. So, yeah. With so, that. That's our commentary for Batman Unlimited Animal Instincts. So thanks for listening and watching it with us, guys. And we'll see you next time on the next episode of the Batman Universe Commentaries. I'm Josh Paul. I'm Tim, and we'll see you next time. This is Josh Paul again. I just wanted to add a PS to this commentary. There has been another Batman Unlimited movie announced for August 4, 2015. And you can bet me and Tim will be covering it as it features the Joker the Scarecrow, Solomon Grundy, and more. Uh, We hope to see you back here on the Batman Universe commentary soon. And we hope that you enjoyed this commentary as it is now officially finished. 